You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, so you know what that means. It's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man, host, R-Dub3, Roy White, myself, and my good buddy, the namesake of the program, Mr. Tom Ryle, who you can follow on social media at TomRyleBTB. You can, of course, follow me, as I mentioned, at R-Dub3 on Twitter. And you can follow the great programming here at Blogging the Boys, not just on Twitter, at Blogging the Boys, and not just in the podcast world. But you can also follow us on our YouTube page. That's right. Blogging the Boys has a YouTube page that we are putting content on there on a daily basis for you, running through Cowboys training camp. And we will have live streams coming to you for the next several weeks, including after the first episode of Hard Knocks begins, starting in two weeks from now, and post Cowboys first game of the preseason which coincidentally Tom just one week from now but that is wow. not real one week I know wow right <laughs> uh, but unfortunately that is not really the news that has taken over the news cycle over the last 24 hours Tom because we had a mighty mighty scare out in Oxnard as Dak Prescott leaves the practice field with an apparent arm injury now All the reports of him leaving the field gave us the impression that it was very innocuous. It wasn't anything significant. No one could actually tell what was ailing him as he was leaving the field with the head trainer and uh, and, uh, several other personnel with the Dallas Cowboys. But we got word late last night that the Cowboys believe that he's got a slight muscle pull in his throwing shoulder. Quote, felt some soreness in his throwing arm, but didn't want to push it with deep throws, knowing that they would be throwing deep later in yesterday's practice. The team says they are not concerned about it. Dak Prescott, for his part, gave a quote to DallasCowboys.com in which he said, quote, I felt some soreness when making certain throws today, and I really just decided not to push things too far. Better to be cautious and smart about it. I don't see this as any kind of serious setback. We'll treat it on a daily basis, and I'll be fine. Further reports indicate that with a muscle pull, we may be looking at a couple of weeks, but still being six weeks out, From the beginning of the regular season, not the worst time to have this happen, Tom. But where does that leave us for a quarterback who may be close to an entire year having since played on a football field and will now have to miss at least the next couple of weeks as a result of a muscle pull in his throwing arm? Well, it does bring up the uh, well-known question, is your heart strong enough for training camp? Because I know that my heart was in my throat when they said that, oh, he wasn't throwing and he wasn't participating and he was rubbing his arm and I'm like going, (laughs) I'm scared. But um, yeah, 
where it, where it leads the team is, first off, get out the bubble wrap if you have to. Get him to the Thursday night season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, he needs to work on timing. He needs to, to get out there and make sure it's down. But all the caution in the world is, is just fine at this point. If he needs to, to take a couple weeks to get himself right and make sure that his shoulder is really good. Um, and, you know, I, I think you're looking at that as an up to a couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's back a bit sooner than that. But, you know, we'll leave that up to the medical people and him uh, to figure out what to do. But, you know, maybe it's time that they can uh, find out a little bit more about what they got in backup quarterbacks, which kind of, you know, I don't know here because the uh, practice uh, on – Wednesday was another big day for the defense, but a lot of people were pointing out that it was more about the fact that the offense, namely the backup quarterbacks, were making a lot of mistakes. There were five interceptions, and some of the replays of those interceptions showed that it was uh, just, you know, putting the ball where only the defensive back could catch it kind of thing, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's a big question. Garrett Gilbert does look like he is clearly the the player they want to be their quarterback to from what they've got in camp. But it does raise that that question. Uh, Do the Cowboys really need to stand pat with what they've got or do they need to look around a little bit more? Uh, You know, they've shown that they're not afraid to go out and uh, grab some more talent at this point with the Malik Hooker signing. Um, you know, which I'm really in favor of, uh, you know, and we're going to not see Hooker very much for a while because the guy's coming in cold and they've got to get him up to speed. But, um, you know, I, the problem is that you've got that that thing like, man, we need a, an experienced quarterback to come in to be a backup. Man, there's not a whole lot out there. Uh, if there were any good, wouldn't these people be signed by another team? Because it's not like every team is set at quarterback or their backup position out there in the league. So, you know, what you got? I saw somebody kicking around the name Blake Bortles. Uh, and having recently binge-watched The Good Place, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know what they would do. Uh, I would not be surprised if we don't see reports of some quarterbacks coming through for some workouts and talks and they're, as they try to get a better feel. Uh, I certainly would put that uh, on the uh, to-do list to start checking what's out there and be ready in case you need to go with something real fast. Yeah, it's clear that they had an idea that Garrett Gilbert would probably be the front man in line at this point, And based on what we've seen and what I've read, no one else is really in serious consideration. Ben DiNucci has essentially played his way onto a practice squad and, and uh, you know, off of the 53 man from everything that I've seen and read. And 
I never really considered Cooper Rush to be in this conversation anyway. He was always, in my mind, just a camp body. So if anybody had an opportunity to fill this backup role, it was going to be Garrett Gilbert. But based on the one practice that we have now on file without Dak Prescott, the offense wasn't able to get a first down. Um, and that is another part, you know, on a, on a quick side note, it's also – for me now, impossible to get hyped about anything that the defense is doing against this offense because they're doing it against a second-rate offense. And yeah. that portion of it, right, you can officially wipe away any of the great feelings you have about what the defense is doing because we really just don't know. You've Unfortunately, we're now in a place where you will have to wait to see how this defense performs against actual NFL opponents in order to make any determinations about it. And I'm perfectly fine with that what I do worry about though is that Dak Prescott has been away from the game as long as he has Wednesday was the first padded practice for the team and he didn't even take a bump and he's already feeling you know some type of way right now muscle pull muscle strain however they want to classify it if it's enough to keep him out for a week or two well now for sure we know he's not going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game anymore, Yeah, which was a game that he himself said he wanted to get out and have an opportunity to play in just, if nothing else, to shake some of that rust off. Well, now the timeline looks like if he's going to be shaking any rust off, it might not be until week three for the Cowboys of the preseason, which if, it, if that is the case, that will be the only game that Dak Prescott sees any action in the preseason before, as you suggested, they wrap him in bubble wrap and get him ready to play the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a Thursday night. Blake Bortles to me is the answer and not necessarily the answer that gets you excited, but he's the answer that at least makes you feel comfortable at the backup spot released earlier this week by the green Packers after they, made the announcement and got the official word that Aaron Rodgers would be returning to the team. They released him on Tuesday. So it's kind of perfect timing for the Cowboys to hopefully swoop in. They obviously are in need in that position and they can offer him something that a lot of other teams probably can't. And that is reps at camp, right? An opportunity to prove yourself. No one's going to give Blake Bortles, a former first-round draft pick, number two overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. No one's going to give him an opportunity to start in the NFL at this point. But to earn a backup position outright, he has as good of a shot to do that as any quarterback currently with the Cowboys today. And I not only would I – I would be surprised if they didn't make that call. Um, I would be pissed if they didn't make that call, quite frankly, because if nothing else – to have an experienced NFL arm in camp is going to do more for the development of the other young offensive pieces you have than throwing out guys like Gilbert and Danucci and Rush. As a matter and as a matter of fact, I would take it a step further. They need to move fast before somebody else snaps up borders because yeah. like we were talking, there's not a lot out there. Uh, and the Cowboys are probably not the only team that are wondering about it. The advantage the Cowboys have is most of the other teams are just into one or two days of practice. The Cowboys have already gone through uh, 
One, two, three, four. This is fifth practice, right? Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we're a week into it now, Tom. Yeah, fifth practice. They didn't have a day off, but we're a week into practice now for the Cowboys where some other teams just started on Tuesday. So they don't – other teams haven't had a chance for something to go wrong where they need to bring in another quarterback, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen out there. A quarterback one, quarterback two, something's going to happen to some other team, and they're going to be looking real fast. So I think there's a time pressure element for the Cowboys. Uh, As a matter of fact, since we record this a little bit before it goes out, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if people are listening to this if there's not something already in the wind about Blake Bortles and the Cowboys. But, yeah, I would – I would not be at all shocked to see him showing up out in Oxnard and uh, maybe not walking out of there without uh, having his name on a deal. In which case, then I would strongly look at splitting the reps between him and Gilbert. And uh, if they can manage the roster properly, uh, you know, keep, uh, Cooper Rush in for a while uh, just to make sure they aren't overworking the arms, but Rush is the obvious guy that I think would have to give way in that case. They, they still see Danucci as having some developmental uh, value. Uh, I think they want Gilbert to maybe grow into a long-term solution, but Man, if Bortles worked out, then I don't know. Maybe they roll into the season with Prescott and Bortles if if they were to bring him in, which is all you know, highly speculative. People are not predicting that. We're just saying these are things that suddenly, after what happened today, maybe it's time to think about it. Hey, we're proactive solution solvers. Uh, we're looking for solutions for the Dallas Cowboys, and we want them to be in the best position possible right now. Thankfully. It's not serious for Dak Prescott, at least everything we're hearing. Take that with a grain of salt based on the Cowboys history, as we've (laughs) talked about on our podcast many times before, Tom. Um, Do not necessarily buy exactly what the Cowboys are selling when it comes to the injury front. But for now, I'll take Dak's word for it, that he still feels comfortable and he still feels like he'll be ready to go for the regular season. A little bit of a setback, though, for everybody on the offense and not just, you know – not just the play callers, not just the wide receivers, but really, you know, the defensive side of the ball too suffers because I don't think they get to play against the very best that the NFL has to offer and that the Cowboys have to offer on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we also got some additional injury news earlier this week mm-hmm. for that offense. We know Amari Cooper's been out with the ankle injury starting the uh, offseason on the pup list. We now have Michael Gallup who apparently tweaked his ankle earlier this week and was unable to go Wednesday. They're taking that injury day by day. Again, not one they seem to be overly concerned with, but with both Amari and Gallup off the field, that takes away some significant um, targets for these quarterbacks trying to make an impression against a defense that, you know, right now looks like they've got the upper hand. Um, You know, again, take the defensive performance with a little bit of a grain of salt because even when they were picking off Dak Prescott, I always say to myself, well, Dak Prescott's not throwing the ball away when he's under pressure, and he's not throwing the ball away when he doesn't have a target. He will in the regular season, but in the preseason, I expect him to let it loose. I expect him to try to force it into windows. I expect him to give it a shot. 
right? There's nothing to be lost from doing that. So take those interceptions with a grain of salt and take the fact that they dominated against an offense with Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci also with a grain of salt. The Michael Gallup injury, how significant is that? And by the way, you know, I don't know if I asked you about this on a completely different topic, but the Xavier Howard news kind of got whipped up again today as word came out of Miami that he is – not really interested in sticking around in Miami. I, I kind of did when, when you were out two weeks ago, I did a, a little bit of a podcast on the three ideas and trade thoughts that I had that the Cowboys could or should potentially offer. Um, what are your thoughts on adding a guy like Xavier Howard or attempting to for this Cowboys team? It would certainly be an indication this team is all in on winning it, uh, you know, on getting somewhere this year. And I can't say that it's not necessarily – I'm not going to say that it's necessarily a bad idea. Um, you know, the, I'm feeling better about the cornerbacks they have. Uh, you know, they've had a couple people kind of jump out that uh, I think we might have not been expecting to. So it's, it's yeah. a little bit complicated. But, you know, man, I, at this point, you know, let's take a look. How much can you shuffle up uh, the salary cap and who can you bring in and what would the trade cost, which, you know, you, you said you went over, but yeah, I'm not totally, I'm not going to say that that's uh, something that the door should just be automatically closed on. Although some of the media are saying that now they ain't going to go there. Uh, I will say that uh, they, we've had a couple things that have kind of developed, you know, first off, you know, CD lamb has just been looking awesome. Uh, so, you know, that was what everybody was kind of expecting. And now he's going to be even more the, the highlight machine, I think, since you're not going to have Gallup or, uh, uh, Cooper out there to share with, but, uh, a guy that has, a uh, kind of emerged as a, a dark horse, maybe moving into maybe being even better than that to make the roster is Malik Turner. He's apparently doing some very good things out there, even with catching balls from, you know, the second, third, and fourth uh, team uh, quarterbacks. So, um, you know, I, I this is a time I think they're going to really go out there and take a good hard look at what they've got. It's just, okay, you're being cautious with Gallup. He took a bad tumble. It doesn't look to be anything serious. But now let's work those young guys. They've got a whole bunch, as I always do, because you have to have wide receivers uh, to work uh, through all the different, uh, you know, iterations with first team, second team, all that. So let's find out who's good and who they want to maybe keep around. Do they want to try to build a case for a six wide receiver? Uh, could, you know, because you've got, uh, and you've got, you know, both, you've got Fomoko, who's already challenging to be a six wide receiver. Do they go seven? Maybe is this putting pressure on Noah Brown? Uh, I don't think it challenges Cedric Wilson. I think he's pretty solid. But, you know, this is, some, this is some time when people are going to have to make their case, and we're going to see that a lot with wide receivers just be, because of the situation, just as the backup quarterbacks are going to have to make their cases. Yeah. Well, on the trade front, two of the guys that I suggested the Cowboys being willing to move, both Amari and, and Michael Gallup, quite honestly, it was based on the assumption that CeeDee Lamb is ready to become a beast, ready to be 
a number one target if given that opportunity. I believe he can be that. I believe he will be that. Uh, Over-unders this season have him at 1,100 yards and six and a half touchdowns. I'm slamming the over on both of those. Quite oh, frankly, yeah. Tom, I think with the healthy Dak Prescott, he could eclipse both of those by week 13 or 14. Um, you know, I think the touchdown number is a little bit safer because I think he will be their best red zone threat, especially based on some of the acrobatic catches that he has been making. His radius is outstanding. It is beyond what any other wide receiver, I think, has given this team since maybe Des Bryant. And I would argue CD's radius may even be larger than what Dez's radius was yeah. in his prime with the Cowboys. And we all know what type of monster he was in the red zone. Yeah. And it sure looks like it's some of those highlights coming out of camp. He's going up and snagging balls that look like they're 12, 13 feet in the air, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, some really uh, acrobatic uh, OBJ type catches uh, just, and just, and the other thing is he goes up and gets them, comes down with it, and then just walks away like, yeah, no big deal. Doing my job. That's me. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, you hate to see things developing because of injuries in camp. Uh, you also know it's going to happen. Uh, fortunately, at this point, we're t- dealing with, quote, minor, unquote, uh, injuries that are happening. So, as long as it doesn't become an issue and people are all rounding back into shape and ready to go against the Bucks, then, you know, hopefully it's going to work out. Um, you do get nervous about the lack of uh, coordination and working together and <coughs> the timing and everything, but let's, let's just hope for the best on that. Specifically, um, would you give up Amari or Gallup if it meant Xavier Howard came in return? Just – your thoughts. I know it would take a little bit more than each of those individual players, but would you be willing to move them if it meant Xavier Howard coming back to the Cowboys? Because I would. Uh, no on Cooper, but I could see how you could construct an argument with Gallup because I think they're going to wind up losing him in a year anyway, uh, <clears throat> just because of the uh, cost it would take to retain him. Uh, and like I said, if Malik Turner and Fumoko uh, both are developing the way they might be developing, then okay, there's a risk you take. The flip side of that is uh, if you've got Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb healthy, you probably have one of the elite wide receiver trios in the league, and you really want to mess with that. So, yeah, it's up and down. You know, that's, that's a tough one to juggle. Yeah. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I mean, uh, uh, granted, right? It's taken, a, it's robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit, right? It's taken yep. away from that 30 point a game expected offense to, in my opinion, raising a defense that now becomes a potentially top 10 defense. And I would rather give Dak Prescott that from a support standpoint. Would give him another great wide receiver. As nice as that has been between, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, the two tight ends, Tony Pollard potentially in the slot, Zeke out of the backfield, and the slew of other wide receivers that can, you know, serve in a pinch. I think that would be overall – a benefit for this team and overall that would help them put the best field on you know team on the field in 2021 but i know we're just going down the hypothetical path of yeah. what and, they and, could and do to, for xavier just to there's you, another piece there as well which is paying him what he would expect yeah. now to clarify on that he has told the dolphins that really all he wants is to take some of the money from the back end of his contract and guarantee it for this season move it up yeah. to this season and give him about 16 million per this year that, to me, is not all that unreasonable for what I believe is one of the two best cornerbacks in the NFL. He and Jalen yeah. Ramsey are probably the only two that I would think of constructing a deal like this. But when you're talking yeah. about the guy that's led the league in interceptions in each of the past two years, he's been healthy. It's led the league in interceptions since 2017 with 21 of them. Uh, had 10 last year, standalone leader in the NFL in interceptions. Like, I know those are fluky stats. I know those don't always come year to year, except for the greats. And he, in my opinion, appears to be one of those. Yeah. Now, the, as a contrarian note, uh, Bucky Brooks had an article up where he was talking about the fact that one of the things the Cowboys are trying to do is have positionless wide receivers, whereas they, they go out there and you have no idea at the start of the play who's your X, who's your Y, and who's your slot that all of them can play all three slots equally well. Uh, you know, do they want to sacrifice that kind of potential? So I just wanted to throw that out, that there's there's arguments on both sides of the idea. So. Yeah. Well, no question. And I don't expect them to make this move, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. I think the Cowboys are usually pretty set in their ways. And something like this that comes up as an opportunity, they don't often take, you know, hastily. Um, if someone were to craft a deal to get Xavier and Howard, I think it would be put together fairly hastily, and I don't see the Cowboys doing that. But it's fun yeah. to play hypothetical games, especially when you're yeah. Cowboys fans and you want to just put the best team that you can out there. Um, with that being said, there's a number of standouts to take a look at here in mm -hmm. Cowboys training camp thus far through a week. And then there's a number of players that are also riding the struggle bus. So I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about the players who we feel like have been standout performers, whether it be just their presence and their health making an impact or guys who maybe we didn't expect a whole lot from like Malik Turner um, that you mentioned already. So I'll yeah. start with my first standout of the first week of the preseason of, of training camp. And that would be Tyron Smith. Um, it's not a secret that Tyron Smith has been dealing with injury issues over the past uh, several years. 
Um, he spoke about it in interviews, both with the ticket and with the fan, uh, mentioning that uh, the radio stations here in Dallas, mentioning that, um, you know, he had been dealing with stingers, had been dealing with consistent issues that he had been playing through. But a season ago, he started to lose some strength in his left arm. And that was where he finally decided that he wanted to take this surgery thing seriously and take the recovery portion of it seriously. Having done that, now he says he feels as fresh as he has at any point in his NFL career. And that's incredible news for a Cowboys yeah. team that last year definitely missed his services on the offensive line, of course, along with uh, his buddy Zach Martin there on the inside. And we got evidence on Wednesday that Tyron is back. Because there was a play where everyone was looking at the highlight of uh, was uh, one of C.D. Lamb's uh, nice catches uh, down the field. And what you uh, happened to notice, somebody pointed out, they said, look at what happened with Tyron Smith and Randy Gregory. And the only way to describe it is that, Greg, that, that uh, Gregory tried to rush and Tyron Smith just tossed him to the ground like he was an underweight fifth grader. Just absolutely, he landed on his knees five feet behind the line of scrimmage, and it was like effortless from Tyron. Uh, you know, he definitely looked good. And you keep hearing from people in the media that they said, you just watch him, and you can see he's not in pain, that he's comfortable, he's smiling, he's moving, you know, without any limitations at all. Believe me, I know because I occasionally walk by a mirror. You can tell when somebody's having trouble with their movement and, and everything. And, you know, cause I feel that and I can see it myself all the time. So uh, it's, you know, it looks like he's really come along now. Uh, can I kind of throw out Mike, a guy that's kind of a surprise next, please. Maurice Kennedy, a forgotten man because he sat out, uh, under the COVID option where he didn't have the disease. He just elected to sit out 2020 out of caution. So the Cowboys retained the rights to him this year. He came back. Most people kind of thought, man, well, he just, no, man, we don't. And he's just had back-to-back -back interceptions. Again, you're talking about the fact that it's go part of it, it goes up to the, uh, the uh, people that he's playing against, but they were good looking plays. You know, and let's face it, in an NFL game, a lot of times you get bad throws from the other side, and the Cowboys have been unable to capitalize on that. Uh, Trevon Diggs has talked about the fact that he's really focused on getting the interceptions when he gets his hands on the ball and not letting go through uh, missing the opportunities. Kennedy looks like somebody who could be a part of that. And I think we may have slept on him a little bit just because of the circumstances. Uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I think that cornerback room is looking a lot better than it used to look. No question about it. Kennedy is uh, Kennedy has been one of those guys that's been talked about by a lot of folks who've been watching out there at camp and yeah, forgotten man because of COVID-19 restrictions, but also, I mean, really because of um, the fact that we didn't really see a whole lot from him up until that point. Right. I mean, he's still been kind of a developmental piece in the NFL and in his, the early portion of his career. Uh, but, but as far as secondary players go, he's been one of the main bright spots there in that secondary mm -hmm. without question. Um, another guy in that secondary that I would say has been a standout thus far is, is Trayvon Diggs. 
Uh, looks oh, yeah. every bit of the player that the Cowboys took and then some. The interviews that he has done and, and spoken about kind of his mentality really impressed me because um, not only is he not impressed by anybody he's lining up against, right? He never feels like the moment is too big for him or the player he's lining up against is too big. He said kind of everybody he's played against, he just kind of looks at as, well, this is the best player I'm going to play. So I need to make sure that I'm on my P's and Q's and doing everything I can to combat that, to, to you know, balance against that and, and fight against that. So mentally his approach, his approach has been incredible. And I think that he's kind of proven that he can take that number one cornerback mantle that, uh, and, and really be a guy that potentially delivers some game changing plays, those interceptions. There's a really great note in some of the practice notes about how Mike McCarthy has incorporated the skill players on the defensive side of the ball into some of the pass catching drills that the tight ends and the wide receivers are going through as well. Something you see a lot more in high school than you do at the pro level, but it just illustrates how much this coaching staff is putting an emphasis on getting turnovers coming up this season. And frankly, that's not something that has been a staple of the Dallas Cowboys defense for well over half of a decade now. Yeah. They've been amongst the bottom feeders in the NFL in terms of interceptions and really turnovers in general. And, and, and some props to McCarthy because, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot of criticism, uh, you know, and uh, certainly there's some justification for it. But that seems like a – an incredibly simple thing that every NFL team ought to be doing. Why don't you want your defensive backs learning how to hang on to the ball, how to track it? Uh, if nothing else, I think that learning how to track the ball and get your hands on it would help you in defending against a completed pass. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, now I've got, I, for some reason, we're kind of falling into it. I've got another kind of uh, under the radar guy that had a really great day on Wednesday that uh, I don't think many people saw coming. That's the other Connor, Connor McGovern. Uh, you know, they've been using Connor Williams a lot at center because that's apparently the, uh, the plan for him. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not looking sure good Mark. for our boy Farniak, is it? I don't know. Uh, they may need, they may need the depth there. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to some of the things that ain't going so good. But, uh, the, uh, he was in, uh, I can't remember, Zach Martin got another day off, uh, you know, because he's got a little bit of a tweaked ankle or something. Uh, but anyway, McGovern was getting a lot of work, maybe while Connor Williams was working at center as they're trying to come up with a fallback plan with uh, in case Biotish gets hurt. But everyone said that he was handling everything that came at him, no matter who was coming at him across the line. He was just, he was holding his own, standing his ground and looking very good. Been a lot of disappointment in McGovern's development, and it would be really great if the light is coming on and everything's coming together for him at this point, because that would be a valuable depth piece along the offensive line. Well, you mentioned real quick the uh, Connor Williams backup offensive lineman, backup center position. Um, you know, that'll be one that we will continue to monitor and take a look at, see how they work that rotation when they take on the Steelers there in the Hall of Fame game a week from now. Let's look at the struggle bus, though. Let's look at the guys riding on the struggle bus. Um, you know, you'd, you'd almost have to say that at least a safety would need to be on that list. Otherwise, the Cowboys – 
wouldn't have felt like they needed to go out and sign a Malik Hooker for depth perspective. Um, if I guess I had to name a guy there, I would say perhaps Keanu Neal has not looked like he well, is going to fill that bill very well of of the hybrid safety slash linebacker that they had in mind, uh, you yeah. know, covering tight ends and being in there on special circumstances, special situations. There's been at least a couple of videos where he's looked lost within the defense. Yeah. Um, don't want to pile on him too much because it's still very preliminary. But, you know, he's a name that I think people have been a little bit disappointed in. And then, of course, the other name that continues to crop up, I don't want to dogpile on him either, although perhaps he brings it on himself at times with uh, the invocation of the likes of Michael Jordan and, and LeBron James. But Jalen Smith um, has not looked good. Yeah. I wanted to say about Neil that, uh, yeah, I don't consider him part of the safety problem. I saw that, that uh, Hooker was – more a response to just the fact that that was still a fairly shallow room, uh, you know, outside of uh, KZ and uh, Donovan Wilson, they didn't really know that they had something solid there. Uh, I see Neil's problem more the linebacker, which to me is really shallow. Position-wide. Like yeah, that's what I mean. They've got – you know, they, they basically have Micah Parsons, who everyone is just thrilled with. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh is getting rave reviews for what he's doing. And, well, Jay Br- Jabril Cox has been out there a little bit. Neil's struggling in coverage. And Very well Smith Smith has looked good at times, and he's looked like last year occasionally, I think. Uh I think that for Smith, the best thing that's coming out is that communication on the defense is reportedly far, far superior to what they saw you last year. They said these people are talking back and forth, and they're they're noticing fewer missed assignments and bad line, alignments out there that they seem to be really coming down. That may be Smith's salvation because uh, – you know, I think he just needs – somebody needs to make sure he's in the right place. He's not the guy that needs to be making the play calls as long as somebody else is getting everything lined up. But I think he might be able to salvage things a good bit this year. But, uh, you know, I do worry the line, the linebacker room, this whole thing about them carrying five linebackers has always seemed incredibly suspect to me. I think they're going to need to carry six or maybe seven. Uh, and hopefully they can find somebody that will emerge uh, from that. Uh, I also have heard some things that are making me a little less than happy in the aspect of the uh, backup offensive tackles are not looking great. Uh, Hmm. Ty Nsecki apparently has not looked good. Terrence Steele has looked like Terrence Steele from early last season sometimes. Hmm. I'm not sure they've got that problem solved at all. That's why they're, you know, you were talking about Farniak. I'm not sure what their plan is if if those two guys don't work out. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Knight kicks back out, uh, goes back to playing backup tackle. I'm not sure, but that's a little disturbing. And also the uh, the international player, Alicon, uh, I'm not too sure I'm, saying his name correctly, but uh, Isaac is his first name. He's uh, they, he's a guy that he can 
he can make the uh, the roster as a or make the practice squad without counting. But I think they really might be interested in trying to get him um, maybe moved up to where perhaps he becomes an option because he's a big guy. Uh, see, I'm trying to look up here real quick. I'm sorry, I'm kind of being a little yeah, no, six six three twenty, and yeah, uh, played college football at the Monterey Institute of Technology. Yeah, there in and Monterey. And he's actually gotten some favorable comments, which I haven't seen any of the other uh, backup tackles uh, getting mentioned. Uh, you know, maybe they're hoping Josh Ball is going to come along fast. But if, you know, right now, if you're looking for somebody uh, to, uh, to, to look at as a surprise make on the 53 man, uh, Alarson or Alarcon, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Properly, Alarson, he, he is a he is a Mexican national player, like yes, from from the country of Mexico, and actually got into the league through the International Player Pathway Program. So he's a yeah. very interesting prospect. His nickname is uh, pretty great, the Mexican Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, and it's I think he might be a dark horse to maybe become a, the swing tackle or one of a couple of backup tackles on the, the unit. Cause I saw, uh, you know, I've seen some roster projections with the Cowboys carrying 10 offensive linemen. And I just, I don't, that does not seem like how you structure it. it seems to me like nine is normally kind of the high end. And I saw somebody projected 11, which I thought was just, yeah, I think but. I think they'll go on the lower end. I agree with you. I think they'll go on the lower end if they feel 100% confident in the health of Tyron, Lyle, and Zach. Because if you feel like yes. all those guys are healthy going into week one, then you don't need as much depth. depth yeah, right? You're only, only going to carry. If are skeptical on that we were a season ago, then 10 or 11 maybe in the cards. But I, I agree with you. I'm probably going nine if all those guys make it through the preseason unscathed. Yeah, and the the typical game day roster, you're going to have eight active. You know, you're going to have, uh, you know, usually a, a swing tackle and then a couple of uh, interior line backups. And the Cowboys are really looking at people who have that position flexibility, which is why Brandon Knight is getting so much work at, at guard. So, you know, you're going to have one guy who's going to be inactive every week, and that's normally how they roll. Nine is, a, a to me, a really good number just from the, the way you have to build your, your roster. And they certainly got other places they can use those roster spots. So, yeah, that's, that's something that I think is going to bear watching. And it's like I said, I've been seeing things from uh, – it's been Brian Broaddus that has been beating the drum of the problems at backup OT mostly. And when he starts beating a drum, you need to listen to the rhythm because he usually knows what he's talking about, especially with linemen, because that's where he grew up when he was playing yeah. in college. Well, the other part with Broaddus is and knowing, knowing him personally, the other part is he doesn't put a ton of stuff out there that's straight from his own thought process right he yeah. confers with a lot of other individuals including individuals that are working with the cowboys so if he is sharing something and saying it is his own opinion more often than not that opinion is backed up by several different sources that are either confirming that opinion or enforcing that opinion or giving him that opinion to begin with right he's not going to out the sources that he has but he is very plugged in with what the cowboys are doing both 
you know, from what he sees through his scout's eye and through what he hears within the organization, has a ton of antlers within the organization, antennas, if you will, to get that information. (laughs) Um, The last one I wanted to mention just as a standout, even though not a player, I think the main standout from a coaching standpoint, everybody's raving about Dan Quinn and his hands-on approach to the defense, right? Are we making too much of Dan Quinn getting out there and being willing to show guys hand position and, and, and having some excitement, some giddy up. I mean, it's been a long time from a defensive coordinator standpoint. Don't get me wrong. Rod Marinelli's energy, like his energy and his personality was fantastic. And I thought he was the type of guy that at least maybe it wasn't always the best um, from a scheme standpoint, but I do believe like his players played their asses off for him. However, no one ranted and raved about what Rod Marinelli was doing on the defensive side of the ball. We're starting to get a lot of that with Dan Quinn. Yeah, I I, I would say to the question of are we getting too excited about it, my answer on this one is absolutely not. Uh, the feedback coming from the players is just outstanding. And the teaching that, that they just – every day they've got – not one, but multiple videos of him working one-on-one with, with Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, any of the defensive tackles, just constantly going over what he wants to see. And I think we're not only going to see the team playing better under him and responding to him well, we're going to see individual growth from him. I think somebody mentioned that he was the one that made Grady Jarrett into the uh, defensive player he is. I, I think this is fantastic. I think the Cowboys are getting exactly what they hoped for him. Uh, and that's something I think that we're not hyping just because of the, uh, you know, the lack of good quarterback play and the offense struggling, because that doesn't affect what's going on on the live play, the line play. And we're seeing some, some good defensive line play from everything I can hear. Uh, you know, things got a little bit distracted today with all the DAC uh, panic and and the and the things going on, but you know, I think we're going to start getting more from that. And I think it's going to be very good stuff, you know. And you've got you know that you've got a lot of that steel sharpening steel going on out there right now. You've got Randy Gregory going up against Tyron Smith. You know, that's a master class oh, yeah. in uh, being an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, we on well, the talk- interior. I mean, the likes of the likes of Galmore and the likes yes. of. Uh, Odigizua going up against Zach Martin and the guys on the yeah. interior, like those are significant battles yeah. as well. And, uh, we haven't even seen Demarcus Lawrence yet uh, with yeah. the first team working with the defensive line on on what that may look like. So just wanted to make sure we made a mention of Dan Quinn because the excitement, yes. the hype train is building for our man Dan Quinn. And hey, uh, it's probably going to be a big focus on the defense for the next week, as I, as we mentioned, because Dak Prescott likely going to be out for at least a week and maybe several as he uh, tries to get ready and back into form from the muscle strain that both he and the Cowboys say is no big deal. Again, take that with a little grain of salt. So with that, Tom, uh, one more time, pump up the YouTube page. Go check us out at Blogging the Boys on YouTube, right? Great content on a daily basis. RJ Ochoa acre and things and our man tom uh, has got something on that front as well yeah um not on the the youtube front this time next week i will be 
wending my way north out of California after having spent three practices in Oxnard. So I don't believe I'm going to be available to record a week from Wednesday because that is the day I fly out of LAX up to Portland uh, to go get a little bit of vacation time in. First vacation I've taken in over a decade. Uh, but I am going to be trying to bring content, uh, you know, on Twitter. I'm going to be trying to write, do a daily camp report. I'm very excited. As I said, I'll be covering three practices. That's the first time ever for me. Uh, you know, stay tuned on blogging the boys, people, because uh, this is a bucket list thing for me, and I'm really hoping to, to bring you some good stuff. Yeah, and make sure you follow him at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter. You're going to get all that content directly to your phone, to your tablet, to your smartphone, wherever you're on the social media apps. Yeah, Tom, thank you for reminding me of that because that is going to be fantastic. I hope you have a fantastic trip out there. Say hi to the boys for me. You guys got great vantage points now, I see, um, there for the fans that do get to watch these practices. So I look forward to seeing that. Make sure you check out all of Tom's content on bloggingtheboys.com, of course, powered by our friends at SB Nation. We will have YouTube content for you as well. So remember to follow the YouTube page, Blogging the Boys on YouTube. But for Tom, at Tom Ryle BTB, I'm Roy at RW3 on Twitter. You can follow us. Make sure you follow the program and, and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the great podcasts coming to you from the Blogging the Boys podcast network powered by SB Nation. For Tom, I'm Roy. We will see you next week. Cowboy up. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.